When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Baseball family, welcome to another episode of the Baseball Together podcast. Today we are going to announce that baseball has confirmed the rules for the 2021 season. We are going to get into some Easter eggs in pop culture and also announce the winner of our contest from last week. Nine Plus Us presents the Baseball Together podcast with your hosts, Blackjack Brad and Kansas City Little Big Briggy Blue Eyes. And now, Baseball Together. Welcome back, baseball family. We're really jazzed that you're here with us today. We've got uh, Blackjack Brad in the house. I'm here with my jazz hands. I'm so jazzed. Jazz hands. Jazz hands. <laughs> you spent too much time in Utah. All right. <laughs> so, uh, whew. Um, baseball family, we got some current events we want to bring to you today. Trevor Bauer. Trevor Bauer is officially off the market. Some of you are very, very sad. In fact, I think the majority of baseball dumb is is a little bit upset about this brad how are you feeling about him signing with the dodgers well before you answer let's give the people the details it's a three-year deal 102 million dollars with player options (laughs) get ready for this he can he can opt out at 2021 season and after the 2022 season as well Mm -hmm. (sighs) Well, I mean, he, he got what he wanted. He wanted to be the highest. Him and Rachel both. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, she, here's the thing. She's a relatively new agent in baseball, right? So yeah, she was yeah. wanting to make a splashy signing with a free agent, and, man, she got it. She picked her guy, and she got it. Called her shot on it. Um, yeah. So it's not just $105 million. So this is actually like kind of like tiered, like – this yeah, season, the, the 2021 season, he's going to make $40, $40 million. If he opts in for the 2022 season, then he's going to make $45 million. And then after that, it'll be 17 if he opts in that third season. So I don't know if he necessarily will uh, or if he – I mean, if he's still pitching at a high level, he will opt out and go get more money somewhere else, I'm sure. Um, but he's he's going to be yeah. the highest-paid pitcher in baseball, and that's what they're going for. Uh, he's higher. He's he's making more money than Garrett Cole this season, and that's what they're going for. Congratulations, Trevor yeah. Bauer and, and Rachel Luba. You did it for real. Congratulations. Now, didn't isn't it true that the Mets offered them even more money? Yeah. So I saw a couple things. Like there was one I saw that they offered him about three million more. There's another one that was uh, what it was like eight million more because I think I saw one that was like around 110. Um, with a hmm. similar kind of structure over the same amount of time, but I mean, he's he's an LA kid. Yeah, you know, he went to UCLA. He grew up in LA, so I don't blame him for wanting to go home. Nope, not with the margin like that. I don't, <laughs> I don't blame him either. <laughs> yeah. Well, exactly. congratulations. I think everybody but Major League Baseball, if you don't count the Dodgers, they the, everybody else got hosed on this deal. But th- those three parties are very happy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Four. Trevor Bauer, the L.A. Dodgers, Rachel Luba, and the fan base of L.A. I think those people are very happy. Everybody else is a little bit upset. But that's okay. That's how this That's how this game is played. Well, and, I mean, the rest of Major League Baseball should be upset because look at that starting pitching staff now. 
You've That's got what I'm saying. Walker Bueller, Trevor Bauer, Clayton Kershaw, who is kind of on the backside of his career, but he's still an incredible regular season pitcher. And then you've got For Dustin sure. May coming in who hits like 100, 203 on the gun. Like, yeah. And here's the thing. Dustin May is still incredibly young, a little wild, but I think once he gets things honed in, he's a really good pitcher. He's really very good. So that that might just be the most dominant pitching staff in the game right now. It's going to be tough to beat no matter what. Mm-hmm. I 100% agree with you. Moving on, though, Yachty Molina re-signs with the cards for one year, $9 million. That, to me, is the most no-brainer deal ever. You would think so, but it took a while for him to sign it, and I think part of it was because of his age. You know, He's getting up yep. there, and he went down and he played in the Caribbean Series this, this winter. And I think they yeah. saw that the way he was able to play there, and they're like, oh, yeah, he's he's got another year in him. So I think that's why they brought him back. Yeah, I agree. But clubhouse guy, lots of leadership, lots of tons of experience. I mean, come on, this guy is the guy. He's the man. Yeah, yeah, for Has a long been time. forever. So big franchise name. Yeah, the, for a lot of reasons, this took way longer than it should have. I agree. Yeah, they should, they should have done that a long time ago for sure. It almost was disrespectful to Yachty. I mean, I know it's a business, but I mean, there's a certain level of loyalty that you would have expected, and I think that the delay in making this deal happen kind of nods that direction for me. Does that do that for you? It kind of does. I mean, the, we've talked about how before about how the Cardinals are just super conservative, and they're not going to want to give yeah. a guy like Yachty a, a catcher. He's, what, 36, I think? 36, 37, mm, something like that? 37, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, they're not going to want to give a catcher at that age, especially with the amount of innings that are on those knees. Like, I wouldn't want to give him more than a year either. Sure. And I'm if, just saying, and why are we waiting until February? I think they wanted to see where he was at, see where he was at physically. And uh, like, it's, like I said, a catcher with that many innings on his knees, I don't know if you want to be giving him more than a couple million dollars or even more than a year. And if you're yeah. bringing a guy in just for the clubhouse presence, you're not going to want to pay him a whole lot more than the veteran's minimum. Right. Exactly. Yep. So, I'm just saying it took too long to get it done. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, I, I really – I think it was – yeah, it does feel like a no-brainer because of who he is, but I think given the circumstances at his – I should say, quote-unquote, advanced age because he's only a couple years older than I am. But uh, right. <laughs> I, think, I think they wanted to put in an evaluation period to see where he was at physically to really decide sure. how much they wanted to pay him, right? Speaking speaking of evaluation periods, mm. the Angels have signed Shohei Otani to a, another two-year $8.5 million deal and avoided arbitration in doing so. Do you think – I mean, with this, they clearly have seen something that the public is not aware of. I think I think we've all seen it. I mean, when he plays, he's really, really good. I don't know that he'll be pitching anymore after his second Tommy John because he could be more valuable valuable to them in the outfield because the dude can right, hit with his bat. Yeah, the dude yeah. can hit and he can run. And your elbow has very little to do with both of those, especially his what his his right elbow. Yeah, I mean he'll be just fine at the plate. He hit when he needed to get Tommy John surgery still. Um, yeah, he played through it. I mean, yeah. even even if it comes down to Albert Pujols retiring after next year, the year after, whatever, they have him under contract, and they can keep him as a DH if that's what it comes to because that's right. a bat that you want in your lineup. And the dude is fast. He is like – he can burn around the bases. He's got long, yeah, smooth strides. And, 
and he cooks. Yeah. So I, I think he's a guy you want in that lineup. And quite frankly, I think they got a pretty good deal on him at two years, eight and a half, because I mean, a guy of that caliber for the rest of the league, who's got maybe a couple more years and you know what his elbow is like, he's going for more than that. It's just that he hasn't played a full season yet. And that's why they're in the situation that they're in. Yep. And that that's the point I would make as well. Taking it from Otani's side, he's probably pretty grateful mm-hmm. to yeah. have a deal like this, right? And to avoid arbitration and things like that. Because at the arbitration table, they could say, hey, come on, we haven't seen anything. You know, we've <laughs> yeah. seen very little. Yeah. They could play hard, real hard, and it could get really ugly. You know, so I, I think everybody wins. <laughs> yeah, I agree. In this situation. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Uh, so the Grapefruit League, this is where I hope to be heading in mm-hmm. the next couple of weeks. They're doing, uh, they're going to organize into pods, right? So we've mm-hmm. got the Florida West Coast versus the Florida East Coast sort of in their own little bubbles. And uh, I will be in the West mm-hmm. if I go down. I mean, I'm, I'm going down. We just Okay, getting tickets is already proven a little bit squishy. Oh, really? Already? I haven't even looked. Yeah. Well, I can't even figure out how to do it. So I have friends down there. I'm thinking, come on, be local. Like, come on. Because <laughs> yeah. I can't figure out how to get tickets right. And now, granted, I haven't looked in the last handful of days. But when I did look a few days ago, I could not figure out how to buy tickets. So interesting. you might be in a similar position as me. Maybe they've just been waiting for the green light on some level. I don't know. Um, but I just, yeah, it's just proven much more difficult than I think it usually is. Yeah, and I think that we could expect that just because um, because of the limited capacity of the stands. And it's it's so weird this year, you know? Like, there's, yeah. there's so much just weirdness going on that, I don't know, I, I kind of expected it to be hard to get tickets. But at the same time, I figured for locals it would be a little bit easier. So that's why I haven't really looked into it because I'm right. local. My home stadium is the Peoria Sports Complex. And I figured you have friends down down in Florida, and, and them being local, it would yeah. be easy for them to get tickets. But the fact that it's a little bit squishy, like you said, for them getting tickets, I might need to start looking into it. You should, because they're at 25% capacity is what they've said the seating arrangements will be. Hmm. So I actually pulled That's... up the Peoria Sports Complex website. It says, at this time, 2021 spring training on sale dates have not been determined. See? So... It's funny because you See can pull up a game schedule. You know what day guys are playing. At least exactly. what team. Exactly. What day but they're try starting. Try buy a ticket. But maybe they just don't have a, an Not, official seating chart and capacity. I don't know. No. No. Other than the announcement that they're going to strive to stay around 25% capacity. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, I need five tickets. Four. I need four for sure. So... I need one for sure. I just want to so go. So it shouldn't be too I hard. I just want to go to one game. <laughs> <laughs> I just want to go to one. Yeah. Oh, man. I know. Anyway. I know. I'm, so I'm glad, honestly. I'm glad that we got into spring training last year when we did. Because yeah. we got in the beginning of March. We came home. And then after that was when everything got shut down. They shut down spring training. They shut down the yep. NBA. It all would just was shuttered right after we got back from from spring training so i'm really glad we got in when we did or i'd be really really be jonesing for a game for real well and that's where i am (laughs) (laughs) i never needed baseball so bad as i needed it last year so now i need it real bad Mm -hmm. anyway 
All right, let's move on past that. Um, if baseball family, if you have any insights into how to get spring training tickets, will you drop <laughs> us a line and let us know? Um, also, if you're in the Peoria, Arizona area, or if you're in the Sarasota Springs area, let us know, and we want to link up when we're at the games. So yep. do that as well. For All sure. right. The MLB has decided that they're going to deaden the ball this year. Now, we've talked a lot about juiced baseballs, and we've talked a lot about the benefits and drawbacks of that. Mm-hmm. So we probably don't need to get into it. But the way they're going to deaden the ball is by loosening the tension on the first three wool windings within the ball, at the core of the ball. Now, that's a pretty smart way to go about it. I mean, I'm not like a structural engineer or anything. Mm-hmm. I'm not even sure that's the profession you'd go into to construct a baseball, but <laughs> I pulled it out, so go with me. Um, <laughs> Brad, do you think this is a good move or a bad move? Let's just start there. Uh, I know it'll make pitchers happy. Um, it'll make about 10% of batters happy um, because there are guys who are like typically slap hitters who I'm sure were flying out on line drives that should have dropped for base hits. Oh yeah. You know, if, if the baseballs were indeed juiced, um, I don't, I think it's interesting. It'll be interesting to watch this year. Pitchers are going to lose velocity on their fastball. So maybe stuff isn't going to be coming in at 103, 105 anymore. Maybe guys are going to drop down to about a hundred and 102, 103, whatever. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. so it'll be more hittable. Um, I don't know how much of a difference that's going to make. Because a lot of those home runs that guys are hitting are really, really flying out of the ballpark. Yeah, they're getting out. Hitters yeah, are bigger and stronger than they've ever been. And that's saying something, I feel like, given we had the steroid era. era because it's... Yes. You don't have you don't have the top heavy, right? Like, guys were literally, like literally top heavy. But then also, Major League Baseball, like, the strong, like, the power hitters, it was really top heavy. But now the power is distributed because everybody knows how to hit home runs. Everybody's swinging for the fence. And if the baseballs were indeed juiced, then we're going to get doubles off the wall or home runs in the first, second rows of the stands instead of the 10th and 15th. Yeah. You know, so I I think that's something to keep an eye on this year. Keep on, keep an eye on the number of balls hit to the warning track that are, that are really close. So my brain immediately goes to a handful of names that have experienced tremendous breakout success in the last couple of years and may see a, uh, you know, a flat line, I guess, in their game at the, mm-hmm. from the, at the plate specifically. Do you have any names that come to mind immediately? I'm thinking DJ LeMayhew, like only because I worry about it. But I, I think he's skilled enough to not – for this to not bother him. I don't, I just wonder Luke Voigt's another one, right? Mm -hmm. Just being a Yankees fan. I think, well, okay, what is actually happening? How much is the juice baseball, you know, a factor here? Mm -hmm. And there are other guys around the league with the same, you know, I mean, we could go on and on and list it, but you know who it's going to be interesting. It's going to be interesting this year to watch the Astros in a complete season. Because there are guys on that team. I mean, George Springer is gone. Okay, he's in Toronto. But there are other guys on that team. Carlos Correa, Alex Bregman, Jose Altuve. Mm -hmm. Those guys hit Mm -hmm. a lot of home runs between the three of them. And this year, not not knowing what pitch is coming, 
and not having a mm. deuced baseball, mm. how will those guys fare in, in in this season? It's going to be really interesting to see what happens. Because Jose Altuve, Brad. like he's his bat is literally half his height. I mean, he yeah, gets so yeah. much leverage swinging that thing, and then you get a juice baseball out there. If that's the case, then it's really going to go. But if you deaden that ball even a little bit, it's going to take away quite a bit of the force from that leverage. So, yep. I don't know, man. Keep an eye on those guys. <laughs> See what the Astros mm. do. <laughs> yeah. No, that is really insightful. I for those of you watching on YouTube, I just got a little hot and bothered. <laughs> so, <laughs> pretty. Feeling pretty, feeling pretty good here, Brad. Thanks for <laughs> for taking me there. All right, so the rule, <laughs> the rules have been confirmed. Uh, the uh, the uh, extra rules, right? The the funky rules have been confirmed for the 2021 season. We will be having seven inning double headers again. There will not be. Now hear this: there will not be a universal DH. Praise be, <laughs> and also. Against all odds, there will still be a runner on second in extras. Well, that's because that's Rob Manfred's favorite rule. It is. He loves he loves that rule. I and know. he would because he doesn't know anything about baseball. Correct, yeah. sir. <laughs> I, I'm fine. I'm fine with the seven-inning doubleheaders. Um, me too. That was, that was kind of a nice little thing. It it did throw me off. Like I said, it threw me, it threw me off a few times. Uh, listening to a game, you get to the sixth inning. Like here we go to the last inning. It's like, oh shoot, man! Oh, here I, I was. I thought I had time, yeah. but uh, yeah. no. I think I think that'll be fine. I'm not worried about the seven inning double headers. Um, the no universal DH. I was a little bit bummed for guys like Marcelo Zuna, and um, I think uh, Nelson Cruz signed this week, and I think he saw the writing on the wall that it wasn't going to be a thing, so he went back to Minnesota. Yeah, um, I I just like the opportunity for guys to be able to go to the national league to extend their career to like, not necessarily like, well, I got to make that American league move getting to be the end. You know, I like that option for guys. I just, I have no problem. Ultimately. I'm just really glad that you're wrong. We have things (laughs) to argue about. Um, (laughs) I feel the same way. Mostly, mostly. I think the runner on second is abysmal. Um, yeah, I the like universal it. I DH like is just almost as absurd, almost. And then the seventh inning doubleheaders, seven inning doubleheaders makes absolute sense to me. So, mm-hmm. all right, we're gonna take a quick break, but before, before we, we do, do you want to do you want to announce our winner? Yeah. So last week, some shenanigans went down. For those of you who didn't hear it, you should go back and listen just because it's fun. But we announced a, a giveaway, and Alexander Trout is the winner of our sweepstakes. He hey, successfully guessed. <laughs> he successfully guessed the 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 name of the film that I quoted, which was obscure and also very important to me, and <laughs> me. Uh, and everyone else. <laughs> I mean, have you not seen that flick? I mean, it was for those of you who didn't know, it was Hook. Hook, fantastic with movie. Robin Williams and. Dustin Hoffman and yeah. a whole host of other people. It was it's a tremendous film. It's like defining of our childhoods, right, Brad? That's part of what oh, we love. Absolutely. It so much. Yeah. Yep, for sure. Anyway, Alexander Trout won. We've already been in contact. He's already selected his winnings and they're already on the way. So <laughs> whew, 
It's very, very good. exciting. Excellent. <laughs> All right, let's take a quick break, and when we come back, we are going to get into some more stuff that has to do with baseball. I'm Jason. And I'm David, and we're the hosts of the Non-North Sports Podcast, where the home of sports talk for everyone. Join us bi-weekly as we talk about the happenings in sports. You can find the Non-North Sports Podcast on Anchor.fm, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, and wherever else you find your podcasts. Welcome back, baseball family. So we thought it would be fun to do something today. Uh, it was actually inspired by something Briggs said a while ago. It was It was an Easter egg. It's a baseball Easter egg in a movie. It was actually in The, in the Matrix. Uh, what was it? They, they take the elevator to floor number 42. Is that what it was, Briggs? Mm-hmm. Yep. So well, that was a was that didn't you quiz me on that? Wasn't that a trivia thing you stumped me on? No, you 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 quizzed me on it. Oh, you stumped me because oh, yeah, I didn't you know. Because you kept stumping me, that's what it was. And yeah, I yeah, you, you saw the opportunity, you took it, and that's fine. <laughs> that's fine. I'll allow it. I'll allow it this one time. <laughs> but so so I thought it would actually be fun to see if we could find some more Easter eggs that we could share with you that was that were that are pretty fun. Um, some of them are like really in depth and deep others are really superficial at the surface but uh we have four each we have eight total that we thought that we would share with you guys uh obviously there's like a million out there that we could go in depth with but this is where we wanted to go with today so brig why don't you go ahead and get us started all right thank you brad hi i'm brig and uh my (laughs) my first easter egg is from supernatural the television show Supernatural. In season five, Dean Winchester goes by, you know, they're always changing their names when they travel. You know, they I don't want to give anything away, but they always are going by these aliases. And Dean's character goes by the name of Detective Bill Buckner in season five. Mm. Mm. For those who don't know, who was Bill Buckner, Brig? <laughs> okay, Bill Buckner pitched for the Red Sox. And... Uh, didn't he pitch for the Cubs for a little while as well? Well, the, anyway. so there was there were two Bill Buckners actually. I want to say there was one who pitched for the Cubs, but the Bill Buckner that I that immediately comes to mind for me was the first baseman for the Red Sox. That's what I'm talking about. Yep. Yeah. And yeah. And if you maybe we should put a link to the doobly do in the but, uh, show notes about Bill Buckner's World Series error. Yes, we will do that. For those That's of you who what, don't know, you can watch the ball go off the pebble. you know what's funny about that is that he you know he said leading up to that game that all he would all he told himself all season long was man just don't let it go just don't let it go this way just don't let it go this way just don't let it go this way and for sure of course because that's what he's hyper focused on that's what freaking happened in the biggest moment ever Mm -hmm. (sighs) it brings me visceral joy yeah so much just I wasn't even there. I wasn't even alive. <laughs> it's true. Yeah. Yeah. It's a couple of years. Okay. So, so I have, I have two things about actually that specific moment about Bill Buckner. So one, um, Dan Patrick talks about, uh, being at the game. He's, I believe he was working for CNN at the time and he was, he was down in the tunnel waiting for the Red Sox to come. He's like, Red Sox going to win the world series. I'll go get my interviews, whatever. Yeah. Then he said that he heard a roar and another roar. And then he heard that the Mets won, and he's like, oh, the Mets just won the World Series. You know, they had one more game to play, but he said, yep, oh, yep the Mets just won the World Series. But the thing he said to his credit, he said, 
uh, Bill Buckner came and he answered all the questions. He took it like a man. He just said, "Yep, sure, yeah, play. that's right." That he that he, he faced it and he did not leave and answered all the questions that were sent his way. The other one that is actually like really funny. So I love the movie Little Big League. It's like my rookie of the year. Um, yeah. so funny and Billy Haywood, the kid who's the manager, he's talking to. Um, he's talking to his third baseman who let a ball go between his legs in the big game at the end of the movie. And he's like, you know, same thing happened to Bill Buckner. Ball hit a pebble went right between his legs. And then you know what happened? He's like, what? And he goes, he he stepped up to the plate his next to bat and ripped a game-winning double. He's like, he did? He's like, he sure did. So he goes up there all confident, rips a single, and the, and the pitching coach comes over and he goes, hey, kid, don't mean to break it to you at this time, but uh, the ball off the pebble ended the game. He goes, I know that. Yeah. But he doesn't. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so i don't know if oh, it's the ignorance that pays off sometimes but uh, i thought it was a good little moment it's pretty funny yeah that's terrific so. all right brad hit us with one of your easter eggs okay in my house we have a four-year-old you have uh i have a four-year-old girl who loves the movie moana mostly she just loves the music from moana we have to listen to it every time we're in the car but mm-hmm. the song shiny which is sung by jermaine clement of from flight of the concords uh that's a terrible well, new zealand like, accent anyways i loved it <laughs> but uh so <laughs> i love the song shiny but there's one part where he's like digging on maui when he gets his hook back and he says you don't swing it like you used to man which i thought was a pretty mm. cool little reference because what is it they say about a slugger who is not a slugger anymore he doesn't swing it like he used to bingo and i thought that was a pretty cool little easter egg in that song that has so many, so many good references throughout, but that was yeah. the one in particular that I really liked. It was, it was a, it was a, just a little one, but it was good. I liked it. That's awesome. All right. All right. All right. I've got another one. Most people don't know this, but Iron Man is a baseball fan. Yes, he okay. is. He's a baseball fan. It's a big deal. So let me read from my notes. In uh, the graphic novel, The Five Nightmares, okay, this is written by Matt Fraction, Tony Stark travels to the Congo, he's obviously rooting out evil, that's his thing, and a satellite communication intercept shows that uh, the superhero, a few things like, kind of like a PowerPoint presentation, um, and there are a couple of things going on in the in the newsflash, this PowerPoint presentation. One of them is that Josh Beckett has a no-no bid through eight innings to which, uh, the graphic novel reads not to jinx anything like the, the actual text in the graphic novel says not to jinx anything. I like that. That's good. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. That's a real deep cut. (laughs) It's real deep. It's pretty obscure, but, it's 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 ironclad evidence that Iron Man's a big baseball fan. Big. Yeah. So mm-hmm. got them Very unwritten good. rules and everything. Very good. I like that one. Yeah, man. Love me some Iron Man too. Really big yeah. into Marvel movies. So yeah. Thanks to Iron Man. Okay. Let's see. I got let's let's go with another real quick one here. Um yeah. another thing that I'm a big nerd about. I've talked about Star Wars, I just submitted my nerd domain to Marvel movies. Um I'm kind of a video game nerd. I like to play the Assassin's Creed games. Well, the one that came out this last year was Assassin's Creed Valhalla. It takes place during the Viking Age. Uh, whenever that was in the Dark Ages, I don't know exactly. I haven't played it yet. But anywho, Cody Bellinger actually has a cameo in the game. Like, it's not just like 
they brought in somebody who looks like him. They brought him into the studio, put the little dots on his face, had him like do the motion capture, everything. And his name Whoa. is Otta Slugason. Almost like, <laughs> almost like Attaboy Slugson. I don't know. I don't feel like they tried too hard. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they definitely made the baseball reference really thick and heavy on there. But you like, like I, said, I, I haven't played the game, so I don't know exactly what it is. But it looks like there's some version of a home run derby where you use a weapon to hit rocks over like oh a wow like that. so, ah, that's fantastic so i don't know where he is don't know how to find him but cody bellinger is in assassin's creed valhalla aha aha yes wow and those for those of you who don't play the assassin's creed games they're open world sort of choose your own adventure role-playing mm-hmm. games right yeah yeah they're so you have to find stuff like it's yes it's do. a big you have to fat treasure stuff. hunt yeah, yeah, it's a big fat treasure hunt. Great big open world. Um, yeah, I don't. Know, I think they're fun because they're they're also like adventure games. So I like adventure stuff like that. So yeah, yeah. No, yeah, that's cool. good. That's a great one. That's a great one. Um, okay, I am gonna go next in fifty first dates. Adam Sandler's character Henry. He makes a video for Drew Barrymore's character Lucy, and in the video of like the most important things ever, right? The things that she needs to remember and be aware of includes Aaron Boone's home run. (laughs) (laughs) It's, it's such a funny moment because I remember when that movie came out, I saw it in the theater, like it's first week and it came out in summer 2004 and that home run is from 2003. Right. I want to make sure. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so yeah. he says right before that he says the Red Sox won the World Series because it shows him celebrating after a big, after one of the wins in that series, and then he shows the home run and says, "Just kidding, the Yankees won." <laughs> <laughs> well, okay, but that's even funnier because so Adam Sandler's an enormous Yankees fan. Enormous, yes, he is. And Drew Barrymore's a big old fatty fat Red Sox fan. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know that. I forgot that she's yes. a Red Sox fan. That's really funny. She's a Red Sox fan. <laughs> oh, so that's actually. Like one layer deeper. That's so funny. <laughs> that's good. I like that. Yeah, <laughs> that makes it even better. <laughs> the Red Sox won the World Series. Just kidding. Here's Aaron <laughs> Boone going yard. <laughs> well, and then, and yeah, I mean, and great. that was, and then 2004, the year that movie came out, that was the year that the Red Sox did win the World Series. They, finally, you they know, did. They came back from three yes. zero against the Yankees, and yeah, a little bit of salt for that wound there, Brig. And Thanks, then, man. I was really happy just a minute ago. <laughs> I was feeling great. <laughs> now I'm weeping. Oh, I'm just kidding. <laughs> anyway, yeah, no, that, that's a good one. I like that one a lot. I've always thought that was really funny. I remember, like I said, I thought I saw the movie in the theater, and I was legitimately the only person in the theater laughing at that because I thought yeah, it was right. so funny. Nobody else got it. And yeah, no, yeah, nobody else got it. Like, get it? Because yeah, well, okay. okay. Right. Anyway, moving. Okay. <laughs> Brad, why don't you hit us with your last Easter egg? All right, my last Easter egg. Oh, no, uh, you have two more. No, you have two more. Oh, I do. I do. Okay. Yeah, you have two more. Mm, yeah. They're both from sitcoms. Let's go Seinfeld. Okay. Let's go with Seinfeld. Okay. Uh, I'm a big Seinfeld fan. I love that show. Um, didn't watch mm-hmm. it a whole lot growing up. I got into it a little bit older. So this is actually a joke that I feel like I appreciated a little bit better since I was older. Um, the Costanzas um, always <laughs> reference... The Jay Buhner trade from the Yankees. 
they always talk about how they traded away Jay Buhner, and I can't yeah. remember the and they always they always give the trade. I have to look at it real quick because I can't remember off the top of my head. Um, let's see here, traded uh for let's see who was it? Traded by the Yankees with a player to be named later and Rick Balabon to the Mariners for Ken Phelps. For to Toronto. To the Mariners, they traded Buner from from oh, uh, yeah. New York oh. to Seattle because he Ken started Phelps. with yeah, that's right. Yeah, and so they always talk about how Ken Phelps was nothing; he amounted to nothing. But then Jay Buner's out there hitting, you know, twenty home runs are twenty home runs a year and driving in a hundred runs. Yeah, and uh, but it's always like it's always the the classic Costanza build, you know. Yeah, had to trade away Jay Buner. You know, yeah. <laughs> <You're> <laughs> right. like, yeah, he did. Yeah, they traded away J- Jay Buhner. That's right. That's right. Well, he was an All Star in '96, and he he was uh, 95, 40 home runs, 96, 44 home runs, 97, 40 home runs. So that yeah. would have been about when Seinfeld was in its heyday. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that makes even more sense. That's kind of fun. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good one. That's one that I like a lot. It's the and there obviously there's tons of baseball references on there because Jerry Seinfeld's a big baseball fan and George Costanza ends up working for the Yankees. Yeah, but so they're they're littered all over the place. But that's the one in particular that I love from Seinfeld is the Jay Buhner reference. That's freaking funny. <laughs> yeah, it's, I love it. <laughs> all right, my last one is it's just terrific. It's from Back to the Future Two. Uh, obviously, for those of you that don't know, I should say, Marty McFly goes to the future this time, and he ends up in 2015. And what they learned is that the Cubs won the Super, or the Super Bowl, oh my gosh, the World Series. <laughs> the Cubs won the World Series <laughs> in 2015 against some team from Miami. And he's like, what? Because in 1989, when the movie was released, there was no team in Miami. Uh, yeah. Was that 90, 92 or 3 or something like that? I think it was pretty close after the first one, right? So it would have been in the late 80s? No, no, no. When did the Marlins become a team? Oh, that was 93. Okay, so 93, yeah. And then the Cubs yeah, I mean, actually did win in 2016, which one year after yeah. the film predicted it, which is crazy. You know, it would have been really crazy if they had um, if they had beaten the Marlins to go to the World Series that year. Oh man! Like, whoa! Yeah. Wait a minute! Whoa! But yeah, because that movie was released in 1989. Right. So that makes it like even more bonkers that it was 16 years in advance. They, I mean, the fact they're only off by a year for a team that has competed for a World Series, but also been i guess quote unquote statistically due to win a world series mm-hmm. you know went that long that they were only off by a year with that much that was that's crazy to me and then the fact that they got the city in florida right that got a base the first city in florida to get a baseball team yeah yes <laughs> i mean may, maybe it was written by time travelers i don't know well you never know i mean i'm convinced <laughs> that certain movies are just telling us what people don't want us to know and they're like ah it's fiction Ah, that can't possibly be real. <laughs> yeah. Well, and and here's the thing too is they know what would happen if they had revealed that information to us, right? If they were actual time travelers and they're like, you know, the Cubs are going to win the World Series in 2016. You know, maybe we shouldn't do that so we don't get a a, a biff a biff situation. 
Mm. You know, because they know. Yeah. Obviously. Yeah. They know what would happen yeah. if somebody had that information. Well, so. Biff is a great example. Yep. Exactly. Uh, let me take off my nerd hat for a minute and ask you <laughs> to... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> my tinfoil hat is what I but meant. I fixed my glasses. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's right. <laughs> All right, Brad, you're you're up. You got the last one. Okay, I have I have my last one here. This is this is a good one. I thought this was fun. One of my favorite sitcoms ever is Parks and Recreation. Um, mm. It's very well written. Of the two mockumentary sitcoms, I actually prefer Parks and Recreation to The Office. That's not saying I don't like The Office. I love The Office. But I feel like Parks and Recreation is the superior sitcom. You can dispute that with me if you would like on Twitter or in the mailbag. Either way, the choice is right. <laughs> okay. I will. Let me get my phone, sir. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So. <laughs> you just wait. <laughs> so there's a reference to a law office. The law offices of Bay Pip, Bacota, Vorp, and Eckstein. Okay, now, for the people who are actually like really familiar with this show, I knew that the writers and creators of this show were big baseball fans, but I had forgotten that they managed the old blog, uh, Fire Joe Morgan. Okay, like I totally oh, forgot about that. Yeah. But I so I didn't realize that these guys are like not just like baseball fans, but baseball nerds, straight up yeah. baseball nerds. So those are all references to baseball sabermetrics. Okay, <laughs> we've got Bay Pip. Looking it up right now because I accidentally closed my browser window. What? Um, I know, I know. I have to close it in order for stuff to work. Okay, so Bay Pip or Bat Pip, I don't know, is batting average on balls in play. Vorp is to me, it seems like a fancy way to say WAR, value over replacement player. And then we've got Bakoda. Uh, is does that sound right, Brig, to you? Yes. Um. And I'm not finding it. Something else is showing up. Where'd it go? Wasn't it? Uh. uh I can't. It. Oh, Picota. Right. P. It was a player after player empirical comparison and optimization test algorithm. That's there you go. So it's Picota. Picota, right? So and that's the one. That's the evaluation one. T A, yeah. And what that does is that projects uh, players in the future. And I'd always wondered how teams would project guys and like and like pay them and stuff like that. And that is what they use. They use Picota as a stat to yeah. project where they think guys will be uh, in the next four or five years or whatever. Yeah. Um, but since this was a, a really heavy, a stat heavy blog, then they knew all these stats, and so they used it as part of a law office and they would use those stats to also really rag on like below average MLB players who were getting a lot of attention and one of those guys happened to be a lot happened to be David Eckstein which is where the Eckstein comes from in that law office Uh. and it's funny because he's my wife's favorite player huh (laughs) no yeah (laughs) yeah are you serious (laughs) <laughs> it's true, yeah, because he was on that 2001 or 2002 World Series winning team. Oh, I know, and you know, and he was a, he was a big contributor, and she thinks he's just so cute, and I think it's just because he's little, and I think it's funny. 
<laughs> but a lot of people say, gosh, he was just terrible, but he was just so good in that World Series. Flash in the pan, but yeah, <laughs> I thought that was funny. Well, let's, let's put it to bed right now. His war is 20.9. <laughs> a two-time All-Star, got two World Series, World Series MVP. That's the one they're talking about, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's the guy. Ten years in the major leagues, we're looking at. Uh, let's do this. Let's talk about his batting average: two eighty over ten years. It's not and bad, and he's it's not bad. It's respectable. OBP three forty five, slugging three fifty five, OPS seven oh one. Yeah, see that, and that's the thing is he's a guy who choked halfway up the bat because he's so yep. little. And so he's yeah. not going to have a slugging. He's not going to have a good OPS. And I think that's why they're like, yeah, he's not good. Right. But, well, I mean, I guess if he, at the time, if he's doing what he's supposed to be doing, he's only 5'6". So he's, uh, he's Jose Altuve true. before Jose Altuve was Jose Altuve. Yeah. But yeah, you right. Did not have the power. Mm-hmm. So anyway. There you go. That was a Just figured we'd a really get nerdy for a minute. Though. Yeah, it's awesome. And Eckstein is in there. I think that's absolutely hilarious. Yep. Of all of all the major league players I could have chosen, they went with David Eckstein. <laughs> for real. But anyway, before we get out of here, before Brig wraps it up, mm. we talked about our giveaway with uh, with the movie quote last time. But let's talk about our Rays giveaway real quick, Brig. I've been sipping yeah. on my Rays today. I've got my Galaxy mm. Burst. It is delicious. This might be my new favorite. This is this is really bro, good. Bro, that's my favorite one. I know it is. And I was been all about the voodoo, but then I, po- I popped this open today. I was like, <laughs> you know what? This is the one. It's really good. Yeah. But what we're doing, what we're doing oh, is... Yes. Just drop oh. us a line in the mailbag. Just go to baseballtogether.com, click submit to the mailbag, and send us an email. It can be baseball-related. It can be personal. We have one already that's just about us, not so much about baseball or the podcast, just about us. We'll get to it when the time comes. Um, but just drop us a line in the mailbag, and you will be entered to win a raise sampler pack. If you don't want to enter to win a raise sampler pack, go to repsports.com and enter code BTPOD at checkout to get 15% off your stuff there so trying to hook you guys up we want to we want to do this giveaway um like i said we're going to give away a race sampler pack that has uh, a few cans of race some on the go packs pre-workout and uh, a little sleep aid for you yep don't forget to jump on the shop as well baseball family at nine plus us.com that's n-i-n-e-p-l-u-s-u-s.com nine plus us.com um we've we're always dropping new stuff and discounts like i mean i went crazy with the discount last time so i hope you jumped all over that and got a chance to to take advantage of the deals um the best way honestly to get ahead of these deals is to get on the facebook group the nine plus us vips facebook group that's private group but it's not pay to play it's free we just want more open-minded baseball people in our life and so we invite you to join that group Go to the 9 Plus Us page on Facebook if you'd like, and then search for the Groups tab. It'll take you right to it, and then we'll let you in. We'd love that. For sure we would. Absolutely. Don't forget to like, subscribe, rate, and review the podcast. Let us know what you think. And guess what? We're on TikTok now. If you're on TikTok, go give us a follow. Baseball together, just like Twitter. Baseball the number two together. Um, we're having a lot of fun making content for that. Um, we're loading it up. Um, 
go check it out. I don't know. Maybe we'll run a special discount on TikTok one of these days. What do you think, Bray? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. Yeah. Right. We'll do it. The most. Go yeah. hit us up. Go hit us up. Uh, but with that, uh, nice and short this week for your baseball family, and we will catch you next week. Mm-hmm.